Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. So welcome back to The Defiant Spirit. Thanks for tuning in. I want to jump into a conversation that I have now daily, and that is, what is the secret sauce of the Enneagram? It is not comparable to the other personality typing systems out there. Nothing wrong with them. They're designed as personality typing systems. Myers-Briggs and DISC and Strength Finders and many others that's not what the Enneagram is. You know, it didn't just arrive on the scene. Myers-Briggs sometimes after World War II, Strength Finders, I think was in the late 90s. DISC, I don't know when, but very recent. This is not something that was created. Like, let's just be clear, the Enneagram was not created. It has evolved. It has adapted. You can find the Enneagram's origins for certain in ancient Greek mathematics. Um, Pythagoras and the triangle. You can see it in um, all kinds of mathematical equations and geometric. It's called sacred geometry, but geometric design. You can find it later on with the desert Christian mystics, the desert fathers, and the seven deadly sins, which align with seven of the nine core passions or sufferings of the Enneagram, plus two, fear and forgot the other one. Um, doesn't matter right now, but one of them, was, two more were added later on. You can see it in Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, and the famous um, tree of life, the Eitzchayim, or the Sphirot, these sort of circles. How many circles are there? There's 10 circles. Well, but there's only nine Enneagram types. That's actually not true. There's 10. There's nine, but our goal is to get back to the whole, the 10th which is the circle itself behind me. So, um, and then the energies of the spherot, the Kabbalistic system and the Enneagram align. You have Sufism and different movements. You have literature. You look at um, Dante, the Inferno, and you have the nine stations of circles of hell lining perfectly with the Enneagram. You have um, Homer and the Odyssey and the nine stops along the way aligning with the Enneagram. It's just staggering how this thing has evolved over time. And yes, Claudia Naranjo, a famous um, psychologist from the previous century, helped to adapt this into a personality typing system, but clearly only an adaptation, not a creation. And it does work as a typing system, but it isn't just that. And one of the ways you can still see those remnants of this spiritual or energetic system, I didn't even get into science and and physics and all of that, I'm not going to, another conversation for another time, but one of the hangovers of something deeper and more profound with the Enneagram, why I use it in my life, why I use it in coaching other people is because of that one word, why. I have talked so many times on why, 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 and why do I keep talking on why? Because my teacher, 
Dr. Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, 40 other books, Father of Logotherapy, Holocaust Survivor said it comes down to why. Quoting um, Nietzsche, if you know your why, you can endure your how. You must know your why. If you know your why, you will have a meaningful, purposeful life. And if you don't know your why, I don't care how many riches you get, how many, how many uh, uh, achievements you have, how many letters you have after your name, before your name, I don't care how deep your relationships are, eventually you will lose your way. We need to know our why. When I say this to individuals, they usually look at me with a blank stare. Uber, I work with successful human beings. I work with people who lead companies, organizations with articulated, powerful, time-tested whys. And when it comes to their own life, figuring out their why is not something they've been taught to do. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. I know my why. I recite my why three times a day, every day. I won't bore you with what it is, but it's three paragraphs, three passages. That's mine. You don't have to have three paragraphs or passages. You just have to know your Enneagram type. I would like for you to develop it from there, but this is the foundation. This is why it's so powerful, because the Enneagram is the only system I know of that doesn't deal in the who, what, when, where, and how. Any, uh, Myers-Briggs deals with all those things. It deals with the why. Why do you do what you do? It doesn't mean you're limited to that why, but it does mean that the why of your Enneagram type, your number, is going to factor into how you live, both when you're in the low side of your Enneagram, reacting in your life, as Frankl calls it, when you're in fear, when you're unconscious, and what you're aspiring to, the high side, or as we call it, responsive, responsible, response-able, when you are choosing your response to life. But it comes down to why. One why, one word, what's your why? So I have a handy-dandy slide to show us the nine types of why when we're in fear, and then we'll get into the nine whys when we are in faith. Or to say it more simply, this is your superpower. It's your calling. It's what you're here to do. And, um, sorry, this is your kryptonite. This is exactly the opposite when you're not in that power. And then we'll go into your superpower when you are in your strength, when you're in your power, when you are responding to life. So the nine whys of fear, just breezing through these. I've done other videos on them, but this is a really great shot in the arm to get you into exploring your why. Enneagram one, Enneagram one is a core fear that they are immoral, that they are not good. Now, this is not true, and you're gonna see why it's not true, because they spend so much energy so much of their why comes from not wanting to be immoral, not wanting to be unethical, not wanting to be irresponsible. And so ones have this primal core fear that they are not good people. The ones I work with are the salt of the earth, and yet most of my job is either helping them see it or reminding them that they are truly good and that they're grappling with this fear of why and their why is immorality. Enneagram two, Enneagram one's called the, um, the reformer or the perfectionist. Enneagram two, the helper. They're all about relationship, which is interesting because they fear not being loved. They feel like they are not worthy of love. Again, 
the shadow side, the low side, the unhealthy side, the reactive side. But at the core of their being is this voice in them that says you're not worthy of relationship or being loved. And so you're going to see how that motivates them to go out and love and be and give love, to, to love and receive love. Enneagram 3, the achiever fears failure, which is why they're at the achiever, because at the core of their being, they believe they're not worthy if they fail, and so they better succeed, and they have this primal fear of failure. Enneagram 4s grapple with not feeling special, not being worthy because they're not special, not being um, an original, and you can see that they are the most original, unique interesting and expressive human beings that there are, but it comes from this core fear that they're not worthy of love if they're not standout or unique. Enneagram 5, the investigator, the thinker, what they fear is not knowing, of being truly, in the deepest definition of the um, term, ignorant, an absence of knowledge. They're afraid we should be afraid. We live in a complicated, cruel world. We need to understand. And they have this deep need for knowledge. It comes from this fear that they don't have what they need as far as understanding. Sixes are really motivated at this fearful why level from being unsafe, feeling insecure, being abandoned, not being belonging to the group. And so you'll see Enneagram 6, the loyalist, sometimes called the loyal skeptic, is driven by this deep why, this need to feel safe, secure, and belong. Enneagram 7, the enthusiast, the optimist, sort of the fun one, wants to go out and experience life, but it comes from a fear of being limited, of being stuck, and stuck particularly in the negative, in the darkness, in the suffering. And so Enneagram 7s are really driven by this core fear of having to confront suffering, and you can see why they try and be so fun. Enneagram 8, they fear being victims, getting more than just victimized, being stuck in victimization, or what my teacher Edith Eager calls victimhood, taking up residence as a victim, a permanent address, and they, um, they spend their entire life sort of rebelling or railing against this feeling of being a victim. And last but not least, nines fear conflict. They hate conflict. It scares them. So even the thought of it causes them to adjust their life based on this primal drive, this why of avoiding conflict. The Enneagram 9, the peacemaker. Now, we are not here to live in fear. We are here to not live in reaction. We are here to choose our response to life, to not live in reaction, but live in response, responsible, response-able. And that comes down to understanding the high side of our why, or our core motivation, or our superpower. Enneagram ones are driven by this need to perfect, to create order, to create goodness, to be good, to be the perfect version of themselves. Is it possible? No, but that's what they strive towards. And they do it coming out of this lower energy or this fear of not being good. Enneagram 2, the helper is driven by relationship, but I think of it more as a connection, right? Making a human connection or a, uh, a deep 
inner connection with another human being or it could be an animal, but they're driven by this because that core fear of not being worthy of love, not being lovable. And so they'll spend their whole life um, driven by that, transmuting it, transforming it into something beautiful by overcoming it, by making connection. Enneagram 3's fear of failure manifests in them being the achiever, being them successful. But again, I'm talking the high side. I'm not talking about simply scoring touchdowns or winning trophies. I'm talking about Invictus, right? From uh, made famous by Nelson Mandela, this idea of unconquerable spirit. Enneagram 3's The Achievers remind us of what's possible when humans aspire to great heights. Enneagram 4, The Individualist, is here to take the emotional realm, the feelings, and give them voice, manifest them into something beautiful, into a work of art, whether they're artists or not. And so, again, coming from this core fear of they're not enough, they're not special, to translating that into the most unique and special of contributions. Enneagram fives are, again, fearful of being ignorant, not knowing. So they spend their life striving to not only understand, it's not just like book knowledge, but at the response of the highest side, fives are here for enlightenment, in the prefix for in, within, and light, right? Discovering light within themselves. No amount of facts are going to fill that void for a five. When they're responsible, they come from this place of truly illuminating the world through what's on the inside, not just the facts that they gather from the outside. Enneagram six, um, the loyalist, again, fearing their, um, fearing not being safe, being insecure, not belonging. And so they spend their life as dutiful soldiers and servants and givers, the best of what they have to offer, making those connections like a two, but doing it more from a, a service and a collective sort of perspective. Enneagram six, overcoming their fear, that why, by moving towards this higher side of why, of, of duty and service. Enneagram sevens, again, the fear of limits, being stuck and being stuck, particularly in the negative aspects of life or suffering. And so they go out into the world on the high side, driven by this desire to break the bounds that, that keep us stuck. I, I keep seeing the elephant. Um, how do they keep an elephant from roaming free? Like in the circus, they stake its leg to the ground with just a little string when he's little and he grows up and he forgets he could break free. Sevens are here to break the elephant free right? And to go experience life and not be bound by suffering. But again, on the high side, not running from suffering, fully able to even find joy within the darker aspects of life. Enneagram 8, the challenger, if their fears um, is being a victim, being exposed, being vulnerable, then their power is power. It's to... Um, be able to break free from being controlled, being victimized, and also to defend others in the process, to know that we have within us, no matter what it takes to be truly powerful, which isn't an outside job, but an inside job, right? No matter what our circumstances are, we can always choose our response, which is true power. And that's what eights are here to, um, what they're, they're motivated by, and that's what they're here to do. And last but not least, Enneagram 9, the peacemaker, if they're afraid of conflict, then their work is to learn how to move through conflict, to embrace conflict, and to defuse conflict on a pathway to true peace and harmony. 
It's the only way to get there. It's why they are the peacemakers, because when they are on the high side, they remind us that on the other side of moving through conflict courageously is always a true and lasting peace and harmony. Now, I have a new tool called the Discover Your Number um, Enneagram tool, and it helps you discover your number. So all of this is going to be in there. And by the time this is up and out, hopefully just jump over to defiantspirit.org where you can then find the page for the discovery tool and just jump in there. It's complimentary. And you can go through and discover your Enneagram type or you can share it with friends or family. I'm very proud of it. I think it's top notch or I wouldn't have released it. But it comes down to these slides. It comes down to, yes, you're going to get a who in there and what, what this person looks like in the world. You're going to get a what and what they believe. Fun things in there as well, characters and famous people. But most of all, it's about your why. The Enneagram is about discovering your why. There are nine fundamental whys, why we fear what we fear and why we strive towards what we strive towards, our core motivation, our superpower. Of course, all of these are within you. One of them is going to define you more than the other. So go through that program, discover your number, so you can discover your number, but most of all, so you can discover your why. And why? Because we love you. Now, because um, if you know your why, you can not only endure your how, you can transform your how into a pathway to discovering um, meaning, purpose, and resilience on your journey of life. So discover your why and live it in all aspects of your life. And until the next video or the next podcast, discover your number, own your number, and defy your number. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit DefiantSpirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.